Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on baptism, looking at the Exodus account and how that illustrates the beautiful means of grace of baptism. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I'm Pastor Brett Bow. I have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes. Guess what we're talking about today again? Bapti- uh, baseball? <laughs> the, the hypostatic union. No. Ooh. Hey. Let's go. Yeah. Or right. baseball. That works too. We can riff on that. Pitchers and catchers this week yeah. as we're recording. Yeah. yeah. All is well. Yes. I love this passage of scripture, though. We're going to be, going to be discussing the yeah. Red Sea and. Verse 14 yes. is a great reminder in Exodus chapter 14 for me. Yep. And I know you're going to read the whole thing. Yeah. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. That's Just right. To remind ourselves that in salvation, it's totally entirely a work of God. Mm-hmm. And even in our sanctification, our source is only the righteousness of Jesus Christ that work within us. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, that's such, been such a comfort in just to know that God has initiated this incredible love, grace, and mercy uh, in a way that I, I can't understand it totally, mm-hmm. but I can experience it, and um, and I'm so grateful for it. And mm-hmm. so, really excited about this passage. Yes, so. good. Exodus is such a magnificent book, too. It is. You know, what other book can you find so much variety. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the narratives, the actual yep. history that's happening at the beginning of the book. You have the the depth of the imagery of the plagues and everything mm-hmm. going on. You know, it's the especially knowing that each uh, plague is God's referendum on a different God of Egypt, demonstrating that he is the only God. And you have God's judgment on the pagans. You have God's judgment on his stiff-necked and obstinate people. Yeah. You have the law. You have the, the plans mm-hmm. for the tabernacle. I mean, it's everything. everything is just jam-packed into Exodus. And from an, air, <laughs> and from an airplane view, it's such a, a beautiful illustration of the life of a believer. Mm-hmm. The grace and mercy saves us through the waters of baptism. Mm-hmm. And there we enter into our wilderness waters wandering on our way to our promised land. And as we go, we're just like the children of Israel. We grumble and complain Mm -hmm. and we don't trust God and we need to be reminded of God's grace. But if we continue to trust in God, uh, as Joshua trusted in God, we will cross the Jordan, so to speak, figuratively, and mm-hmm. see the great promised land that is brought to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the, for me, the most striking contrast in all of Scripture is that that gap from Exodus was 15 to 16, where you have the song of Miriam, mm-hmm. the song of Moses, and we can all sing the campfire song, the horse and riders no, thrown into the sea. that's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately... Immediately after that happens, grumbling, grumbling, sends yep. us back to Egypt. It's mind blowing, and 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 you can't help but almost mock the Jews until you realize, oh wait, that's me, that's mm-hmm. me, absolutely this is talking about me. And I boy, know. is that humbling when you uh, come to that realization. <laughs> oh, it's so humbling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny we've been putting off recording, you know, so long because it's been snowing. Guess what it's doing outside right now? Here comes the snow. <laughs> It is never, ever going to stop. They said no. that our snow amount at the beginning of the week is going to double from what it was. And so Ugh. it's going to be interesting. Well, we are we are at the halfway point exactly today. It's Valentine's Day for people who keep track of that sort of thing. <laughs> we are at the halfway point, and this is already the fourth snowiest February on record in the Twin Cities. Do I detect a little animal?
animosity <laughs> from, a, from a, a young man that might have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Not animosity, a little shame, sheepishness. I, I'm, I'm right now. I now absolve you of your, yeah, of right. your sin in the name of the Father, say, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right now, I am more thankful than normal days that my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or that she won't hear this one for four weeks. Oh, I think you might have some people directing this one too. <laughs> well, good thing it'll be after. And the, good yeah, thing you're not on social fact. media anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll contact Brett and I. Yeah, hey, right. Brian, can you tell Jason yeah. that he shouldn't forget Valentine's Day? No. But it's oh. still Valentine's Day. I still have time. You, have you do. <laughs> so we're you go and good. totally redeem yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of redemption, Ooh, uh, yes, yeah. all right. This hey, is a good segue. <laughs> let's, I'm going to read uh, selections from Exodus 14, uh, referring to the verse that you were talking about, Brian, and, and others too, to get the, the story in our minds. Um, Exodus 14, um, starting at verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. And then I'm going to skip down to uh, verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning watched the Lord in the pillar of the fire and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Um, I think we'll maybe just stop. We know what happens. I mean, yeah, we know what Spoiler happens. Spoiler alert. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was reading this passage. This is a little bit off to topic, but... Oh, I'm going to take it way off topic in a few minutes. So well, before I... just uh, this happened during the nighttime. I guess I always imagined during the day, and, oh. but... yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just interesting. Take us back 20 years. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but Prince of Egypt. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you've it. You've never seen it? No. Oh, man. The Exodus scene in Prince of Egypt is magnificent. Really? Uh, it, uh, that's not a theological commentary at all, but they, they really did. The Pillar of Fire mm -hmm. was awesome. Hmm. Uh, and then as they're walking through the Red Sea, there's lightning, and you see the silhouette of a whale yeah. right up against Yo. the wall of water, which mm -hmm. was like, that was like, whoa, <laughs> you know? I'm sure And, I and of course, it, yeah. I was like, what, 18, 19 when that came out, so. I was a little bit more impressionable, but yeah, uh, for for that scene of animation alone, everything else that goes on in the Prince of it's not a terrible movie, mm -hmm. but I love the Exodus scene. From, Rotten Tomato, right now, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know the whole premise behind the movie is they did it to appeal to three different yeah. religions who hold to the Exodus. You know, you've mm -hmm. got the Christian angle, the Jewish angle, and the Muslim angle, mm -hmm. and so there's there's a lot of that. Moses is like a 35-year-old man throughout the whole thing. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't have the Charlton Heston white beard thing going on. Bummer. 
Let my people go. <laughs> nice. So yeah, we've uh, killed a third of the episode talking about all this. But yeah, it's, uh, I can't I can't go through this passage like yeah, in my yearly devotions. Of, and I Prince yeah. of Egypt, all the images like whoosh, just yeah, right there. It's fun. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Let you know what I, I think. I think it's on Prime. I'll pass. Oh, Maybe have, I don't have or, Prime. Or Netflix. Or, I'll just read I it. Have Netflix. I'll find it. <laughs> I'll rent it. I'll, I'll get it from the library. So how <laughs> does this correspond to baptism, Yeah, Jason? right. Well, yes. there's water. Uh, there's death and resurrection. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean... There's also a New Testament There's passage. A New Testament, that, yeah. Do you want to yeah. bring us to our New Testament interpretive key? Oh, I just had it. Sure. You just had it. Yes. 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 10. 10 says this. Mm. For I would not, brethren, have you ignorant that... Oh, I'm reading from a weird... What translation am I reading from? The New Jerusalem Bible. <laughs> Isn't that interesting how we get used to certain translations? Oh, yeah, and right. it's kind of like a, just a really comfortable pair of jeans. Right. And, and granted, we always have to go back to the original language, but yeah. I do, I gravitate toward a certain translation yep. and it's Someone, hard to read when you're not in that. Someone and, reads from a different one and it sounds like a foreign language. I know. Right? He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was reading from the ASV. Oh, the, Amer- the American author- Is it the American author- Standard Version? Yeah, That's American American Standard Version. Anyway, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, back to the ESV. Um, comfortable pair of jeans. Uh, it says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. Mm, love it. Yeah. Love good. it, love it, love it. So that passage in 1 Corinthians 10 explicitly connects baptism with the Red this, Sea, the Red Sea, the Red yeah. sea story. And, and what is interesting is that we are not baptized into the waters. We're baptized by the waters into Christ. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, Moses is the type of Christ who mm-hmm. led the people out of bondage and yep. into the promised land. And Romans 634 then is the mm-hmm. sister city of this passage mm-hmm. where we are connected to Christ's death and resurrection. We are baptized mm-hmm. into Christ mm-hmm. uh, and in what he has done for us. So there's a connection. Yep. Uh, the role of Moses as the type of Christ, yep. the salvation, you know, the, the cutting off of going from bondage Mm-hmm. Uh, literally for the Israelites and spiritually, into literally freedom. for us yep. into the promised land. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. You have uh, with that, the relationship we have with God as it develops after baptism is that the law is is presented in a way that the people of God are, are under the law. But all, and already but, redeemed, but people redeemed, and but delivered, people. and yep. yeah, it's it's all of those going on. But I think a neglected part of our interpretive key, as we think about this, this is a perfect time for us to address infant baptism, mm-hmm. right? We have dun 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 <laughs> dun dun, yeah. dun. We have an explicit connection, yes, uh, in the New Testament, which is inspired by the Holy Spirit is the word of God mm-hmm. to the Old Testament, which also happens to be inspired by the Holy Spirit and yep. is the word of God that what happened to the Israelites was a baptism. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, it'd be good to inject that the wind 
the word for wind is ruach, is ruach yeah, which spirit. is uh, points toward the Holy Spirit, uh, even the, the breath that was breathed into Adam's lungs. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit, the work yeah. of the triune God was at work in the mm-hmm. midst of the Red Sea yeah. and is oh. in, the, in, the, in the wonderful yeah. means of grace of baptism. Yep. Yep. And I guess I'll, I'll interject what I think when I read this passage and thinking about infant baptism in particular, uh, I imagine a mom, Israelite mom, carrying her baby infant mm-hmm. along the, the the base of the, the the floor of the Red Sea um, through that. Um, and that, that reminds me of parents bringing their children to the waters of baptism yep. too. Yeah, it's... And, and really, the starting point is that verse that you clued us into at the beginning of this interaction is just stand by and let God do what God does. Yeah, salvation. And, mm-hmm. and that's the yeah, starting see point. see the salvation of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so much is made of Lutheran arguments for infant baptism, mm-hmm. the quote-unquote arguments of silence that entire yeah. households yeah. were baptized in the book of Acts, and certainly then, right, it means, mm-hmm. but... Here's an explicit connection, and here's the deal. We know mm-hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt that children went through the Red Sea, mm-hmm. which means they yeah. were baptized. Mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm I'm sure you could go back, scroll back to Exodus 13 and so on, you know, at the, the Passover, how they got their whole family. And yep. uh, maybe, listener, you could find uh, that specific verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, talking about they brought everything from Egypt out into the wilderness, out into the, you know, through the Red Sea. In, in, in the commentary for us, and as we apply this, and as we understand this, and, and what's the Lutheran phrase, as we read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest what the Word mm-hmm. of God is saying to us, what we have, again, is the simple truths, and this is how Lutherans reason through this. First of all, who needs to be saved? Mm-hmm. question is everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are infants included among everyone? Yep. Do infants need to be saved? Mm-hmm. Are they subjected to the to the perils uh, and taint of original sin? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, how are infants saved? Right, right. And, and really, and, and I am trying very hard right now to not be unfair mm-hmm. to our, our cousins in the faith, the, the Baptists and the, and the credo baptizers, the, the mm-hmm. ones who baptize after someone confesses faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you really only have two options when it comes to the salvation of infants. Either God looks the other way, and it doesn't count until you reach this age of accountability. Age of accountability yeah, right. Or there needs to be a way for infants to receive the grace of God yeah. tangibly, right? right. To, 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 in a way mm-hmm. that there is faith created. And, mm-hmm. and what we see here, based on the connection from 1 Corinthians 10 back to mm-hmm. Exodus, is that starting verse. Well, and, you know, not to be sidetracked, but, you know, again, people would say, well, how can an infant then experience the Holy Spirit without words, physical words being spoken Mm -hmm. to that infant? But then we've got John the Baptist without a word being spoken, Mm -hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit in the womb of his mother and the presence of Christ. It's the presence of Christ and his salvation that causes John the Baptist Mm -hmm. to leap in his mother's womb just as it does in the heart and mind of an infant in yeah. baptism. Right. Well, and, and if we're talking about the, the, the nature of words, I mean, modern science has demonstrated that infants respond to the language of their parents and yeah, the voice absolutely. of their parents yeah, in the womb. Right, it's not right. like, you know, they're, 
they're, they're not clumps of cells. No, I know. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I associate that, but it's that <laughs> yes. argument of, yeah. of, re, but, of receiving credo type baptism. Right. Yeah. No, the primary means of the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But in exactly, we have the primary means of the word when Moses said what is about to happen is the work of God. But then it's presence mm-hmm. of Christ. You know, you've got yeah. the pillar of fire and, the, and mm-hmm. the cloud. And so it's it's really the presence of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit in, mm-hmm. in, in all of these instances and in, in everything that we're discussing about baptism and infant baptism, it is the triune God at work mm-hmm. through his promise of salvation in Christ Jesus. Come on, point guard, Sorry. direct us. Oh, uh, you're, you're engrossed in I reading was, scripture over I was there. just trying to Where find the verse us? that I was referring to earlier. Oh, <laughs> I can't, oh, in, uh, I can't find it. Yeah, It's uh, Exodus 12. Oh, okay. Didn't go yep. back far enough. Yep. Uh, yeah, Go ahead and read that if you have it. I do. So like, I don't know exactly what verse you're thinking of, but, um, it, and what's interesting is it talks about the dedication of the firstborn hmm. <laughs> yeah. in chapter 13, as it, you know, the well, consecration of the, mm-hmm. of the firstborn as the Passover is carried out. And you've got the spotless lamb, of course, that points to Jesus mm-hmm. Christ and the blood on the doorpost, the, the, the signifying, and I believe, and pointing forward to the blood that will be shed on the yeah, cross right. of Calvary, whole families mm-hmm. uh, together, children, infants, mm-hmm. adults, teenagers, everyone partaking of the, the, the meat of, of the lamb that was slaughtered. And all of that, and just pointing forward to the perfect sacrifice mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. And, yeah. you know, we could read through the whole um, chapter, but that whole Passover and that whole Passover lamb was then repeated at Mount Sinai mm-hmm. as the law was given to Israel. That this is something that you will celebrate mm-hmm. for the entirety of your days, which is now continued because Jesus is the true Passover lamb. And every time we take and partake of Holy Communion, we are mm-hmm. celebrating the true Passover lamb, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that as we think about the means of grace, that you've got both sacraments in the Exodus, along with the powerful primary means mm-hmm. of grace, the Word of God, mm-hmm. and the promise of a Savior, the hmm. promise of a Messiah. Yeah, that's good. And you have John's sermon from John chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. where we go. But, you know, it's it's amazing that in the context, the reason for the blood on the doorposts mm-hmm. was to protect the children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's for the it's, children. It's, it's for the firstborn yeah. son, yeah, right? right. And, you know, yeah, granted, I'm an adult and I'm mm-hmm. a firstborn son. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. But, but you, you know, you, you see, you, you, you almost feel the urgency of mm-hmm. the parents and applying the blood as they think of their yeah, children. That's yeah. right. That's good. And, and the thing that we probably don't stress enough as Lutherans that our Presbyterian brothers and sisters do is that it is also a covenant identifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, in like, as circumcision was a covenant identifier, we see in Colossians 2 that, that, that baptism is now mm-hmm. part of that identifier, but it's more than that. It's the means of grace, mm-hmm. which brings about the work of the Holy Spirit and salvation in the heart yep. and mind of, of even infants. And if we're going to talk about covenants, we can talk about too that God is the initiator Mm-hmm. Of yeah. the covenant. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The, 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 the Hebrew the phrase, yep. exactly, that's mm-hmm. where I was going with that, is mm-hmm. the literal phrase is to cut a covenant, mm-hmm. not to make a covenant. So yep. in these covenant-making um, See Abraham situations, yeah, in the, out in the and, pot, yeah, yeah, God. the fire pot, uh, with the splitting of the animals in yep. two, uh, God is the one who cuts the covenant. There's always mm-hmm. shedding of blood then. Yep. Yep. And, and so God... 
has sworn by himself Mm -hmm. that he will save us, that he will be our deliverer. Mm -hmm. And and he's the one who brings about the salvation. And Mm -hmm. we we see it tangibly here in Exodus that the the Israelites didn't deserve to be saved, but God saved them. And I think that's the awesome thing about this story and connecting it to baptism is the Exodus, you know, both the Passover of the sacrificial lamb, you know, the blood on the doorpost and the crossing of the Red Sea is really the act of deliverance in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's very, very fitting to connect it. I like how you, Brian, connected it both to the Lord's Supper and the baptism, Mm -hmm. the sacraments there. Um, And so I think that makes a huge difference for us in our discussion of baptism. Well, and, yeah. and, and, and it's the reality too, then as, as we have in, in first Corinthians 10, the interaction of both sacraments, because mm-hmm. you have the, the Holy communion is addressed in the next couple of verses there mm-hmm. in yep. Corinthians 10. The other thing is that we are remi- reminded that the Exodus and the sacraments are all about Jesus mm-hmm. and, and, you know, perhaps fair at times, but, but almost always levied, against Lutherans is that we've let baptism replace Jesus. Yeah, no, it's and, always the presence of Christ. Well, always. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the counter argument to that is a right understanding of baptism from scripture is that baptism points us to Christ, mm-hmm. it orients us to what Christ has done. It delivers yep. what Christ has done. But it's also about the presence of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, the, the word, the word of God. Uh, in the beginning was mm-hmm. the word, the word mm-hmm. was with God, the word was God. Mm-hmm. That's Jesus, yeah. that's Christ. Yep. And in the midst of this exodus, Christ is there, he is present, he is the the. Yahweh, God who saves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, He is the light of the world, that pillar of fire on the Feast of Booths, as he says in in John. And so it is the presence of Christ in all of these things. And that's what makes um, baptism a potent thing. That's what makes it a real means of grace, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as um, communion and as well as the proclamation of the word. It is the presence of Christ in all three of those means of grace. Mm -hmm. We see that in in Exodus too, that there's a real Trinitarian presence to what is going on. And I, you know, we haven't talked about vocation today, but we'll get your buzzword hey, in Trinity. We but, didn't get yeah. vocation last episode. Yeah, we've been either, terrible. Yeah. Just wait. Once we get through communion, oh, we've Lord got a God, whole we section repent. on <laughs> vocation coming up. Well, we will, we will get to vocation ad nauseum. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the wind, the spirit. Mm-hmm. We've got the, the word of God delivered to Moses. We've got the, the yeah. physical uh you know, representation of God in the pillar, yep. the cloud and fire. Yep. And and that's that's all Trinitarian language. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And to wrap it up then, since we're right at time, yes. we are baptized into the name of the Father, Son, and yes. Holy Spirit. Right. So you have the Trinitarian ties between baptism and what was going on Amen. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good, Good stuff. Good. Uh, I just was really led to uh, read the final greeting in Second Corinthians chapter 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on baptism looking at Old Testament scriptures. God bless you and have a great week.